this is a public service announcement. <laughs> I mean, okay, cool. Sam like fixed it for everybody because Sam's a goddamn saint. I mean, I can get down with that. That's cool. And I almost fell the fuck out on the floor. I was like, so why the fuck are they flying around like goddamn Twilight vampires? I don't understand what is happening. I think I've read that fan fiction. He's a ghost. Oh my God, get the salt. <laughs> oh, I didn't see this spoiler. This spoiler was in my head. Spoiler was in my head. Did you just say that? It was a Brandy created spoiler. Like, and Cass has been wearing the same outfit for uh, how many years now? God knows. Somebody gives boy a hoodie. I mean, goddamn. Oh, yeah, that's going to get cut out. Welcome to Fangirling, saving ships, hunting spoilers, the fangirl business. I'm Megan. I'm Brandy. And this week, we invited Liliana to join us to discuss season 14 as a whole. Hi. Hey. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm good. I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, I ha- as I usually do when um, I do the podcast, I have a glass of wine in my hand, so I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> I have a Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking as much coffee as humanly possible. <laughs> We all have our beverages. We are good to go. Yes. Okay. What are you guys fangirling about? Do you mm-hmm. want to go first, Liliana? Oh, um, oh, Jensen. Did you see Jensen like posted? So there were some pictures of him in New Orleans. Uh, I don't think so. He's in New Orleans I for something called a jazz fest. Oh. Yeah. And there were just some like random pictures of like with fans floating around. Um, and he looks good. Oh, that's cool. I guess I I have been wholly out of the loop because I, have I haven't seen anything. Hm. No. What are you fangirling a- about, Brandy? Well, the reason that I don't know anything that has happened in this fandom since the finale <laughs> is because I am binge watching Parks and Rec and I oh, love it so much. <laughs> I love it. April and Andy are the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. Have either of you watched Parks and Rec? I've seen a couple episodes. I couldn't get into it. Um, I have. I, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched most of it. Oh, my. I just love April and Andy. Like, they're the whole reason I watch it, because they're dumb, and I love them. Well, she's not dumb. She's evil, and he's dumb, and it's it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you fan? No, I do. Her? I love that show. It's great. What? I love it so much. Well, I... Watched a movie yesterday. I finally well, watched. Just um, fucking amazing, right? I watched. Isn't it romantic? It was, <gasps> oh, was it so freaking good. Oh my god! Uh, is that the one with um, Rebel Wilson? Yes. Oh, I wanted it was to so see that. good. Um, yeah, y'all gotta watch that movie, that movie though. Good. Yes. Was it like hilarious? Yes. It didn't have. Yes. Isn't Thor in it? Uh. It's one of the Hemsworths, but I thought it was the other one. Oh, I don't know. Either one. They're both hot. I thought it was Liam, not Chris. I don't actually oh, know. I was, just, I was just asking. You don't know which one's Thor? How do you not know which one's Thor? I don't know. I don't watch movies, Brandy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Liam. Oh, okay. Well, then. Okay. He's anyway. he's pretty too, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um so Misha lost his third pair of AirPods this week. What the fuck? Did you hear about that? Misha. Lord. No. You didn't see that thread that he posted? Like the very first part, the very first tweet in this thread was I'm cutting myself off. In tweet. That's it. Then the next one. No. Third pair lost. In tweet. Then the next one. I'm not allowed to have AirPods anymore. What is he doing with them? I don't know. They're ugly as hell. I don't know why anybody would want them. They're really expensive, too. And they can't be comfortable. If they're anything like the shitty headphones that come with iPhones, they're super uncomfortable. Yeah. They're they're just, like, really hard, and they hurt my ears. Somebody like was like, this? somebody tweeted, somebody was like, just wait until this is like a, an item for Gish. Like, yes. Find Misha's lost AirPods. I think oh, it was God. Stans that, that posted something about that. Um, 
saying that that you have to have a DNA test to make sure that the earwax on it is his. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but I don't put it past them for a second. So they also had a photo shoot for their cookbook. And oh. did did you see the picture of Mason's food presentation? No. <laughs> that, was some, that was some abstract art. It was. It was beautiful. She uh wanted she tacked some mushrooms to a wall. What? I don't know. Okay. It just was very artistic. That was her idea yeah, for the, the the photo shoot for the cookbook. That's cool. I really have to get on. Yeah, you've been really out of the loop. Twitter. I've really been doing nothing but binge watching Parks and Rec. I'm sorry. <laughs> hmm. Well, um, remember Misha talks about life. his food, food and like his kids and stuff. It always makes me feel like a really bad parent because. <laughs> Like, I try so hard to get my kids to eat vegetables, and, you know, it's not (laughs) – I am not as successful as he is. Yeah, his kids really do seem to like vegetables. Yeah. If it's not fucking pizza rolls or a brownie, Jack ain't eating. Like, half (laughs) the – and I'm just like, whatever. Eat something. I don't – I know that's all. I can't, I, I'm tired. I can't fight that fight. I just can't do it. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. But also, uh, Mason had her hair done by some goats. <gasps> like, he just posted a video <gasps> of... Um, Misha posted a video of Mason having her hair licked by, like, three goats. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That was gross. Maybe that's why I checked out of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any animal licking me. I'm sorry. That's why I'm not mm. a fan of dogs. Get away yeah. from me. I mean, ah. my cat will sometimes try to lick me, but it feels weird, so I have to make her stop. Yeah. Because it's her like tongue is just so coarse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to say, like, when people, like, sometimes people, especially people who have dogs, like, post those, like, pictures of them, like, like their dogs licking their faces and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I just, I'm sorry. I just can't, you know, I don't, I just, I love animals, but I don't, I don't want that on my face. No, my dad, my dad kisses his dogs like that. That's disgusting. I'm like, they literally just licked their butthole. Stop that right now. Ugh. Ugh. So gross. It's too much. Okay. Moving on from that. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have a, a fanfic for us, Brandy? I do have a fanfic, um, if you can believe it. I stopped watching Parks and Rec long enough to read an 18,000 word fic. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, super short, but so good. Uh, it's called Cockiness by Robomantic. And here's your summary. It says, Dean didn't usually come to this kind of place, but Sam had given him the puppy dog eyes and argued and pleaded and even bribed him with pie. He was seeing some new girl who apparent, who was apparently very into the alternative burlesque scene, and she had invited them to come see a show on her night off, a.k.a. the one where Dean sees his first burlesque show, learns that male burlesque performers are a thing, and tries a lot of new sexual things. Also, my Castillo underwear kink makes an appearance because I'm weak. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's very good. It was super, super good. <laughs> very good. It was was very good. It's very you with the panty kink. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. And they were like blue and lacy. Oh no. I know. They matched his eyes. Uh huh. It's super short. I can't really tell you anything more than the summary. I'll ruin everything. But yeah, it's smutty. You know, just need need a little short smut pick me up. It's this will work. Have you read it, Liliana? I have not, but um, it, it is going on my list. <laughs> it's a good one. Have you read um, anything lately? Oh, I do. I have one. Um, it's called Worst Case Scenario, and it's by Mitten Wraith. And I don't know if you guys, <gasps> if you do read Meta. Yes. Um, she's a, <laughs> Mittens is a, she's a, she writes yeah. a lot of really great Meta on Tumblr. 
but she yeah, also writes Vic and she she's amazing. <laughs> um and this one is basically like if you could imagine a super fluffy but yet very satisfying like finale to the show, it would be this fic. So okay. <laughs> next year when we're all dying and in pain, um this fic would be uh, that would be a good time to read this fic, basically. Okay, because it'll make that you feel better. But it's it's about um, it's twenty nine thousand words. Um, it's basically I'll read you the summary. Um, their lives have always masqueraded as works of fiction, but for anybody they've ever interacted with, there's a scarily high chance that someday. They'll discover the strangest events of their lives have been immortalized in a moderately obscure series of pulp horror novels. For Sam, Dean, and Cass, this is old news. For the people who've learned the truth, it's often a life-changing experience. Here's the story of a handful of those lucky, yeah, let's call them lucky, people whose lives intersected once upon a time with the Winchesters and the stories they get to tell the Winchesters. Hmm. Um, What did you say it was called again? It's called Worst Case Scenario. And it's basically, what if all of the that people who, um, you know, Sam and Dean and Cass saved and have had these traumatic experiences, um, what if they actually uh, kind of met each other and, you know, created a, a network of survivors, I guess, hmm. um, and they kind of find out about each other or they find out by reading uh, Chuck Shirley's books that yeah. um there are other that people out cool. there and they realize like oh my god like somebody's writing about my life uh and they kind of connect and they create a sort of support group for each other and the idea is what if those people decided that they wanted to um kind of thank Sam and Dean and Cass and like what what would they do in that case oh. um so it's really sweet and it's there's a lot of characters like Marie, isn't it? Marie from um, the the 200th episode and a few oh, other people. Gotcha. Um, and it's just, it's really sweet. And um, Dean and Cass are really sweet in it. And it's just, it's just really nice and fluffy. It'll, it'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Oh, I love things like that. Yeah. yeah I'll have to read that one. Do you have a song, Megan? I I do. <laughs> I assumed I was using this one. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called "Angel at My Door" by Need to Breathe, which I know it's a Christian group, but it works. <laughs> it does. We're so probably good. going to hell. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. The the lyrics. Um. It says. What do I got to do to my love to make you understand me? Where do I find the peace of your heart to keep you satisfied? What do I got to do to my love to make you even notice? Where do I find the words in my mouth to cut through the air tonight? It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and then later it says, how do I face the man that I am when my heart's still in hiding Staring me down the days of my life that I've got to justify. Maybe I need the cracks in my skin. Emotions are hard to carry. Maybe I need the strength in your eyes to cut through the morning time. So sweet. It's, and you send me it's these so lyrics dense. and you're like, yeah. I know. And you send me this and you're like, the lyrics and you're like, do you know this song? And I was like, no, I don't know. And then you told me the name of it and it was Need to Breathe. And I went back and I looked it up and listened to it and They've got so many damn songs. I forgot I knew it. <laughs> and I was all excited. <laughs> it's a really good song. It really is. It is very damn. Mm-hmm. It's all, I don't know how to say shit, basically. You know, how Dean is. Yeah. Anyway. So, do you guys want to talk about this season as a whole? Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> I just kind of went through... And picked out things that stood out to me from each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I have like my favorite and my least favorite episodes. Okay. Well, let's do that. Yeah. My f- what you got? 
my my three favorites moriah peace of mind mm-hmm. and optimism okay mm-hmm. those are good ones optimism's the one with the uh necromancer right yeah okay yeah the i fly forgot man that the and the i yeah. forgot the fly monster was in that one <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well, and you you didn't really favorite. care for it right no i mean it was all right I, I I liked it. It wasn't bad on a rewatch because I did watch. I did rewatch the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. Right. I just didn't understand the fly thing really. I know they were trying to like make a point of don't leave your people or whatever, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we all know that my favorite was mint condition. Mint condition. I know. <laughs> and I love Mariah. And um, there was another one that was really, really, really good. Oh. I liked Peace of Mind, but what about Ouroboros? Yes. I like yeah. that one a lot. <laughs> that was one of my favorites, too. I mean, I didn't include it on my my three favorites just because um, the end was kind of sad. What? The end of it was just kind of sad. Like, it, it was very emotional. You know, the, like, yeah. half of the last half of the episode was, like, Dean wasn't waking up and then he did wake up and then Michael was gone and then he took over Rowena's body and it was just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Liliana? What were your favorites? Um, so, well, mine are pretty much the same. I like for my top three, I picked um, Ouroboros, Peace of Mind and Mariah. And then Optimism was my like honorable mention. Hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting that, uh, like, we all, like, all of our favorite episodes are in, except for Mint Condition, are, but are in the, the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I really felt yes. like the first half of the season, w- it's not that it wasn't good. It's just that it, like, they really, like, this. I feel like the season didn't get going until the second half of the season. Same. Yeah. Um, I think they were just setting a lot of things up in the beginning. And I don't, I don't know um, that they needed to take that long. <laughs> it just, it, it just it took mainly, a while to pick up steam. That's all it was. Yeah. It was mainly the, I don't know. They had like until the mid season to get the Dean and Michael storyline set up. And then the Jack losing his soul and everything. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it was a necessary first half. I just, it wasn't as, yeah, as the last half. Right. I don't know. Um, but my what least your, favorites. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second those? episode was Gods and Monsters. I hated that one so much. Oh my God, I don't even remember what happened in that episode. <laughs> There was this but I'm pretty sure, wait, let me werewolves. guess, let me guess, Nick was in it. Probably, yes. I don't actually remember. This, yeah, the little summary on Netflix says, as Sam, Mary, and Bobby look into a new clue, Nick seeks a killer from his past while Jack searches for a sense of family. So, it was, yeah. it was them with the werewolves, right? That mm-hmm. Yeah, had, it was Buck Lemming, and they were on their bullshit, you know. It was bad. It was it was really bad. And just the teeth, the werewolf teeth. I oh just forgot about the teeth. Hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I I, I actually that. forgot about that episode, which is like probably not a good sign. But uh I'm it's really a very sad good because... sign that it's on the least favorite list. Yeah. I mean, if I had yeah. remembered what it was about, I probably would have put it on my list. <laughs> I'm really yeah. sad because my my least favorite episode, or maybe I should say most disappointing episode, um, was the 300th yep. episode, Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that makes it me was. sad because, like, there was so much buildup and we were, we were so excited about it. And I feel like there was so much potential. And previously, like the 200th episode was so amazing. And it's one of my favorite episodes ever. Um, And I'm sad that like this huge milestone episode is not, is just, nah, I just really didn't like it. 
They just tried to do too much with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It's definitely in my bottom three. Um, uh, I feel like actually not in my it, bottom three because I did enjoy parts of it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, well, I really enjoyed parts of it too, but I, I feel like it was two different episodes stuffed into one episode, and I wish that they had gone with one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, and well, I, and I, I kind of wish that it had been the Lebanon part of the episode, <laughs> like the which was what we originally <laughs> promised. And it's not yeah. that like I don't hate Jeffrey D. Morgan or anything, but like I really was not excited about John coming back and. Um, I don't know. It just felt like this. They had this great idea, and then the great idea got kind of hijacked by the fact that they got Jeffrey D. Morgan to come back, and they were like, "Oh crap, we have to do this like big John Winchester episode." Um, yep. And, and the yeah, reason that the reason that I feel like it's in my bottom three is because it didn't. One, it was disappointing, and two, it didn't add to the story. You know, like it didn't move the story along at all. And we've got a 20 episode season and just, I feel like everything should really mean something when it's that short compared to, I mean, I know it's not a short season, but yeah, it's short for this. So don't be just throwing bullshit at us to hype us up and not give us the story we're watching for. Yeah, it kind of treated this milestone episode as just like, a throwaway monster of the week episode. Yep. But uh, yeah. I mean there were there were good parts. There really were. I mean, I think my favorite thing about they it were. is that it it gave us um the kids in Lebanon. Yeah. I actually I really like the kids in Lebanon. Of course then that got ripped away from us later. Yeah, uh, well exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that just hurt. Yeah. Maybe they can come so it, back. I mean it did a good job of um, making us fall in love with these characters, yeah. it did. And then we did after like it. spending like a relatively short amount of time with them. Yeah. Am I the only one that just didn't like Nightmare Logic? With the no, that's on my list. Gen? It's on my list. Like it, my bottom three. It's just yeah. It's just not. Eh. I don't know. And the and the Jen at the end when he like touches Dean and he's just like you you're like he yeah, like what did he see in his head? That's never gonna pay off for us. Why'd they even put it there? Like it just eh, I don't know. That episode I'm me off. assuming <laughs> I don't know, was Michael like peeking in the, the crack in the door in Dean's head? I don't know. And maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's just dumb. It'll never yeah. be explained. Oh God! Oh yeah. So it's a little bit later, but I I definitely want to talk about like all the shit that needs to be explained that they only have twenty episodes <laughs> left to explain. Yes, <laughs> so much. There's so much. Yeah, like, but they so don't have much. to explain it. They don't have to explain it. They copped out by saying it was all Chuck's writing. So if he said story over, they don't have to finish a goddamn thing. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, but I wait, mean, can we a, do... Um, I hope they don't do that, but I, they they could technically get away with it. Yeah. Could. But if, you know, they leave those things open, it just leaves room for a movie. This is true. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing mm -hmm. if they could swear? Yes. Yes. That also have sex. Say, they need to be able to say the big boy words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure Dean's favorite uh, saying wouldn't be son of a bitch. No. No. So speaking of Dean, Dean and Cass, how, how do you guys feel about um, how this, this season treated them? Like, I, I, I remember coming out of season 13 and I immediately felt like this is one of the best seasons we've had in a long time. And it was a great Dean cast season. Mm -hmm. How? What do you think about season fourteen and and Dean and Cass? There were some good moments. Um, I, I've honestly never been hopeful that it would be canon, like ever. I just <laughs> don't have faith in these writers like that. But I mean, they've been through a lot of shit this season. Yeah. And can I just remind you that the. 
the the very first thing that we lost our shit about at the beginning of this season was the the scene where Cass is in the bar with Kip the joined demon. at the everything joined mm-hmm. at the everything mm-hmm. and he literally points at his dick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that to me was like, what did I miss? hold on, something. Don't you remember in in the in Stranger in a Strange Land in the season premiere? Yeah, Cass is at that bar full of demons. Right. Looking for oh. Dean. Yeah, I remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and here's he the goes, quote. He's like, how is, he's like, how is it that you lost Dean? I thought the two of you were joined at the, you know, everything. Right. Yes. Like, it started so strong. It really did. Because, you know, <laughs> they didn't have to do that. They did not, not have to make that reference. Mm-hmm. They, that was just completely gratuitous. Like, character pointing out that everybody demons angels everybody thinks that they're together i mean that's been since the beginning basically yeah. i mean there's always been those references that Cass is dean's boyfriend and he likes him more and the profound bond and all these things that could point towards something more I just don't have faith in it. Listen, I don't either. I up until very, very recently, I did. Um, I don't know. But I haven't. Gi- I haven't given up just yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just jaded. Hey, I mean, I just know that they were. Yeah. Well, I haven't been in the that long, so I guess that's why I'm still hopeful. But yeah just the way that they were so mean to each other at the end of it you know what i'm saying at the end of the season just dean was so mean but cash just stood his fucking ground and was like no you're being a dick that is like in my experience that is the sign marriage a a long (laughs) relationship they have been together a long time because dean can just pour his shit on Cass, and Cass can still just be like listen when you want to fucking act right, you can come talk to me. But until then, fuck off. That is the sign of a we've been together for a decade relationship. Hmm. Because, I mean, you're not going to be lovey-dovey and perfect and, oh my God, stare, me, stare at my eyeballs real hard right now for 10 fucking years. <laughs> so, I don't, I just... <laughs> that is very true. It's just another phase of the relationship. And I think that mm, I'm hoping... For Jack to bring paradise and Dean and Cass to let go of their shit and live happily ever after. But it probably won't happen. But that's my dream. So, fuck you guys. <laughs> we'll just have to write that fic, I guess. There's going to be so much well, fic. So much <laughs> oh, yeah. to make us feel better. Yeah. But I mean, there's going to be a lot so of like fix the- it fic. I can already tell you that right now. <laughs> like, just the fact that in this season, like, Cass finally was like, Somebody said to me, like, okay, we finally found the thing that Cass loves more than Dean, and that's Jack. Jack. Jack is the reason that Cass finally stood up to Dean and was like, no, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to follow you around like a lovesick puppy anymore. Like, you're being an asshole, and I'm not okay with it because you're trying to kill our son. And I love that, and that made me really happy, even though, like, I hated every minute of how horrible Dean was to him. And that's yeah. the sign of a fucking marriage with kids. You're like, you're being a dick and I'm not going to agree with you on this. Th- the kid will be all right. Shut your fucking mouth. So I mean, I'm just like, mm, I-, I don't know. I just see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like know. a difference like, of opinion in how to discipline the, ch- the child, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, you're not going to spank them. You're going to take away their tablet. Or, you know, like, you can't decide on if it should be, should I bend them over my knee or should I take away all technology or should they have to cut the grass or what should have to happen? Should I lock him in a box or should I just give him a talking to? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Two big differences. It depends. Yeah. And one one of the parents is not going to be quite as angry. And so the other one has to talk sense into the angry one. Yeah. That's just yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling. Continue. <laughs> oh, li- listen, I I actually think if it ever were to happen 
Um, somebody pointed this out on on Twitter, and I actually think it makes a lot of sense. Like Dab just basically pulled this like he they said like he pulled out all the receipts um on Chuck mm-hmm. in one episode or in like a couple of scenes. Dab basically like changed everything that we thought we knew about the show and that we thought we knew about Chuck. And who's to say that he's not gonna do the same thing with Dean and Cass someday? Because to me, like yep, they I have laid so much groundwork that if at the, this point it. they pulled some kind of reveal that was like, guess what, motherfuckers? They were together the whole time and we just didn't show you. Like, there I actually is enough there to for that to legitimately be a thing. And then for them it. to show us like all the scenes in the past that we never got to see, but that show actually this is what was really happening in their relationship. And I think I actually think if they ever were going to do it, that would be how they would do it. Yeah. That's a big, I mean, I know that's a big leap from where we are currently. So, yeah. But the episode before Mariah, nobody thought that Chuck was going to be the big bad. So, just saying, it can happen. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But I've definitely got to do a rewatch for all the bird stuff this season. Oh, my God. I know. I need to see exactly what Chuck has been shitting on this season. (laughs) Yes, because what was up with the bird shit everywhere? And you know they did that on purpose. Like, I saw a behind-the-scenes picture from Peace of Mind where they were legit, like, painting it on that car. It was on Mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah. And then the pigeon What does it all mean? And then there was Chuck. It means Chuck was the fucking pigeon and he was shitting on everything. (laughs) That's what it means. Like, is that what we're supposed to take away from this? I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's just been there, flying around, shitting on everything. That's why nothing goes right. Because every time they, like, get something good, he has to shit on it. And there you go. We're back at another apocalypse. Yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Such a dick. I love it whenever people are like, Stop reading into things like you're just, you know, seeing things that isn't there. And then somebody's like, no, I actually literally saw them painting bird shit on a car. Right. <laughs> why would they be doing would that? They, do that? they did it on purpose. And everything that- means something. I'm straight. Exactly. And that mm-hmm. set director, uh, hello. He does shit on purpose all the time. Mm hmm. Uh, and we've all seen the thing where when Cass was in the bunker, there were two bedside tables in Dean's room. And then when Cass left, there was only the one again. And listen, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yep. You, anyway. <laughs> like th- one of the only things I'm looking forward to about the show being over is all of these people finally being able to talk about shit. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I just want a, I want a whole like con panel of like writers and crew and jerry wanek just being like yeah bitches <laughs> i did oh, all this oh burbas that would be amazing i've always wondered really? why there aren't more crew invited to conventions because i mean they have a different perspective on things that would be more interesting than you know the actors i don't know not even they don't even really know anything about what's going on behind the scenes because they're just you know learning the lines and then acting it to the best of their ability but there's this whole other facet of the show that's just subtext mm-hmm. and, and we they know, don't know like anything about it we know like misha and jensen especially i think jared is a little bit more thoughtful about sam and like the story and like the like the bigger picture, but I think you know, like Misha and Jensen, like don't remember what they did last week. Like they definitely yeah. don't remember what happened a few seasons ago. So yeah, when people, people ask asking was... questions about stuff, I'm. It's kind of like you know, half the time they don't even remember. Was, wasn't there um, some con where they asked something about like what was their favorite season or something like that. They were trying to remember what happened in each season. They couldn't remember anything about season two, I think. Oh my God. (laughs) I want to say it was at Jib. I think I don't actually remember. 
I would love um, like the writers and like some of the people who have directed a, a bunch of episodes. That's why I love it. Whatever, like Richard Spate Jr. talks about um, like his directing and stuff. Cause it's one of the only times we get that perspective on things. Yeah. I mean, occasionally somebody will ask Jensen a question about his directing, but he hasn't done that in a while. So I wonder if they're going to ask him to direct again. I think I heard I, it was at a con recently. I think it might have been, which was the first con like since after the end of the, it was either after, like after they announced the end or I, can't, I think it was Vegas maybe. But I, I think yeah. Jensen said that he was going to direct. Okay. During season 15. Um, Don't quote me on that speaking though. Of, speaking of all the, you know, behind the scenes and them doing shit on purpose. I, I, I wrote down a few things that happened this season in the first mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. So it literally opens up a stranger in a strange land. I mean, it's Sam in the car, but the first little bit of dialogue you get is this guy praying to God. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really cool that it opened with them praying and then it ended with, God being full of shit. Anyway, um, (laughs) Michael, um, the the guy, when Michael shows up, he's like, why are you here? And Michael said, isn't that the question? Why are we here? And it's just like the whole time they're just like throwing shade at God. Like, um, Mm -hmm. well, in uh, episode 10 in nihilism, Michael finally explains what he's planning on doing, burning through all these worlds. He says, even God can die. Yep. Come on now. Yeah. (laughs) No, like I've got like that. And um, it's just that they were like, just kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They were just throwing hints that everything was going to go real bad because. um, Yeah. When, still in the first season, Jack, or in the first episode, Jack was fighting with Bobby training, right? And Bobby said, mm-hmm. it's not how hard you get hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep on moving. And, yeah. well, they got hit harder than they've ever been hit in the finale. And Jody, in, in episode three, Jody said, I feel like I lost before I ever even began. I mean, she was talking about Claire and them, but they've lost before they can even fight because fucking Chuck is going to make them lose. I don't know. And then in that same episode, go ahead. And, and what about, um, when, when Bobby was talking about how they need to kill Jack and, and he said an unstoppable monster who don't know right from wrong gets put down or the closest we can get to it. Right. That applies to, to Chuck too. Yes, it does. And uh, you wonder- in episode three, Dean said he wanted to skip ahead in the story, the part where he kills the bad guy. Like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I, I just want to know how long they have known that this was going to be the end. Like, I'm dying to know. Because I, I need I somebody that, to ask that question. I need to, because they definitely knew going into season four, when you, I mean, season 14, when you go back and watch the beginning, you can tell that this is where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell straight from the first episode. And oh, in what was uh, in Optimism, the one you liked so much? Yeah. Charlie says when she's talking about her world and their war. She was like, people are always the same when things go wrong. They lose it. It all falls apart. And Sam says, not here. And Charlie said, not yet. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. And throughout the whole fucking thing, I need a count on how many times people said, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I mean, it was from the very fucking beginning. Everybody is just, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. It's good. It's fine. I was like, how many fucking times are you going to say this? Everything's not fine. It's the God. season of denial. Yes. <laughs> it really is. I just watched <laughs> the, the scene. The only, the, scene um, the only time somebody says that everything is not fine was in um, mint condition when Dean's telling the guy's mom that, oh, everything's fine. And they walk out of the hospital room and he looks at Sam and he's like, everything's not fine. 
And I just really <laughs> love that. Anyway, go ahead. No, the scene, I just rewatched the scene, um, the Dean, the Destiel like reunion scene in um in the scar. Yeah. When Dean yeah. comes back and like it's such bullshit because the like the romantic music literally starts when Cass walks into mm-hmm. the room. Like it's yep, so right. ridiculous. But just in that like five minutes of a scene alone, Dean says, I'm fine, like three times. Right? Uh, it is said so many times this whole fucking season. Everybody just says, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning of the season, I thought the theme of the season was going to be, what do you want? Because that was asked nine million times in the first episode. Right. No, the so whole we could, fucking thing was denial. <laughs> yeah, denial. It ain't so just a river in Egypt. That, that helps our Destiel theory. They denied it the whole fucking time. It was so blatantly mm. obvious that they just denied it. And just like everything was going to hell, but everything was fine. I'm telling you. Hmm. I don't know. Anyhow. I want to know, because somebody pointed out that um, Dab has been... Like, he would have been in the writer's room when Krippy came up with the idea of Chuck and Chuck being God. So he was there when, like, this whole thing started with that character. And I just want to know, like, obviously he didn't know at that point that he was going to be the showrunner for the last four seasons of the show. But, like, how long has he had this idea in his back pocket like i'm just dying to know yeah because like we we mentioned that last week like that's a story that could have been triggered at any point yeah yeah you're right like they could have had chuck come back at any point right but i feel like he felt like it was coming to an end and he that's why he introduced jack because i really feel like jack's going to be the way that they take it take him out and it could have just if this would have been the last season they wouldn't have got renewed then he could have just said okay the end and it could have just ended like that you know mm. and we would have all been dead and heartbroken Pissed. but it could have <laughs> ended that way yeah it could have ended that way but he he got they got another season and he still had jack so he i think jack was his way to close it out as not just holy shit god just came back and said it's over because jack is the most powerful being in the universe, he should be able to do something. And it's been said that he was going to bring paradise. So I think he's yeah. had it planned since at least the beginning of season 12. Maybe. I, don't know. I hope. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's a long thought out thing. Yeah. If not, then he just fucking struck gold. Whether he planned it or not, like somehow it worked like somebody was i was talking to somebody about how like some how writers like build stories and they were saying like it's not always that they have this this particular thing in mind but it's like building a house they're like okay i built the walls and i built the windows and i built this door and like oh shit i better put a roof on it now and like that doesn't necessarily mean that they were planning all along to right do to put that roof on it but now that they've built the structure, like it just kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. And I mean, I'm really curious to know, like, when Jensen and Jared decided that it was going to be the end, because I think it was actually way before they announced it to us. I just have this feeling that like, they've known for a while. That has been in the decided. works for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, I wonder, I wonder what script they read, and they were like, you know what? This is a good way to end it. I don't know. I don't know. Someday, hopefully, we'll get all of these stories. I really hope we will. Yeah. Um, I have one more thing that I want to talk about. Because okay. I finished up. I, I've, I watched season 13. I finished it right before they put 14 on Netflix, right? And mm-hmm. um, Jack said something in season 13 that I found very interesting. He, um, after he had killed the guy at the bank in Tombstone. On accident, mm-hmm. he uh, said. He said he should feel bad for doing it, but 
he doesn't feel anything and he's bad. Like, so he thinks he's just evil like Lucifer because he doesn't feel anything. This was before he lost his soul. He was already didn't have like emotions like. So, but, but I mean, you think uh, about it, like babies don't, they don't really have like full fledged emotions. They have needs. They have a need for food. They have a need for their diaper to be changed. Like that's the state that Jack was in at that point. Like he was kind of in his infancy. Okay. And then he, he, I forget. That's all I wanted to know. (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to know why he didn't feel anything then. And now they're making a big deal out of him not feeling anything. (laughs) Because he started to feel things. Okay. Got you. Yeah. And then he lost it. (laughs) Okay. And then and I, hey, haven't I, re- I haven't rewatched season 13, but like, I feel like there was a scene at the end where he was getting really upset about um, the things that, not the things that he had done, but the thing, like the people that he hadn't been able to save. And I think that was what, at that point. Walking, where he's walking through the woods, hitting himself, talking about yes. just keep hurting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like maybe yeah, that's that the was- point where. He just, he was starting to grow up in the sense that he was starting to understand those kinds of feelings that things that you start to understand when you grow up and you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. Good Lord. We've just watched him grow up and lose his soul and die and everything twice. He's died twice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Baby. All in the he's going to save, he's going to save everybody next year. It's going to be fine. That's what I think. I hope so. Like, I I honestly, I will, I think I'll be upset if it goes any other way. Me too. Yeah. Like, I don't care if season 15 is predictable. I really don't because I want it to end right. Right. Yeah. I don't think at this stage in the game, like we don't need any more big surprises or like game changing things to happen. Like we need, we need the story to be, we need all the loose ends to be tied up and we need the story to come to its kind of natural end. Mm-hmm. And that's why people, like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter who were like, this is so predictable. Like, they're just bringing back the old monsters. And they're, first, I don't think they're going to bring back all the old monsters, first of all. But, like, that's how the no, nature of storytelling. Like I think there might be, yeah. But it's not just going to be like a, like a total like retread of everything that they've done before. But also like we've seen time time and time again that they love this kind of circular storytelling where they mm-hmm. go back and revisit something that happened before. Mm-hmm. And like with the, I mean they even had a whole episode that was called Ouroboros that was about the snake eating its tail and like Yeah. I think that <laughs> like it's yeah. natural at this point that they're going to start gonna things are going to start kind of coming back around. And if they if they started like introducing which, all kinds of new crap, like it just doesn't make any sense. Which I would love if they would just link it back to you know 2003 when John wakes up in his car from that dream about Lebanon. Uh, that would just be beautiful. <laughs> no, I don't want it to all be a dream. That's no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that the whole thing was a dream. Just that John woke up from the dream about Lebanon, knowing things. And that changed oh. the course of everything. Well, listen, if, if you rewatch uh, Home, he's mm-hmm. sitting in there and uh, Missouri comes in and is like, why don't you just tell him? And he says, I can't, not until I know the truth. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, something along the lines of, it could be read as he knew and he just needs to make sure that this shit's really how it's going down. I don't yeah. know. Did you um hear did you read um Dab's interview after that episode? No. About that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he and like this is again this is like genius. He basically said um he, the idea was that the John because people were saying like the John that we saw in season 1 was not the John that we like learned about over the years. Like he was he was kind of softer 
when we met John in season one, and then we kind of later on, we find out all about all these horrible things that happened when Sam and Dean were kids. And like, we get a different picture of John than the John that we met in season one. Mm-hmm. And um, Dab said, basically the idea with the dream was uh, what they did with um, episode 300 was that John remembered what happened in the dream or he knew it wasn't a dream. And so mm-hmm. the 2003 See? John, 2003 John was changed by what happened when he went to the future. And so the John that we meet in season one is that John and he remembers everything from the future. And so he acts differently around Sam and Dean and he makes different decisions and he's a little bit like softer versus the John that we know huh. from when Sam and Dean were kids before he had that dream. See, this is, it That's is right in line with my theory. Like <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> I love that idea that he uh, remembers what happened. Yeah. But assumes it was a dream, but kind of feels like it was real and then changes everything because of this dream that he had. I love that. That's amazing. So uh, you mentioned you wanted to talk about things that need to be tied up, loose ends. What are you wanting most to be tied up? Okay, So Cass's deal with the empty. Mm-hmm. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. When are they going to find out about it? Are they going to find out about it when it happens? Oh, God. Please, no. Probably. That is the angstiest shit that Y'all, I can imagine. I, I don't. I saw somebody say some shit about how maybe I dreamed it. I don't fucking know, but there was. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a long week. Anyway. What if Jack does paradise and everything's all happy and shit, and then at the very end they just yank Cass away? No, um, I swear to God. Okay, but I, when I was going I through my like notes, they would hurt us like that. I, when mm. I was going through my notes, I remembered um, something from the first half of the season that I completely forgot in the second half about all of the the tan trench coat meta. Mm-hmm. and yeah. about how how it just kind of led us to believe that maybe Cass was going to end up being human. Yeah. Yeah. And is that going to be the solution? Well, and well, that is Jeffrey the that is point. the obvious solution. Jeffrey made a point when we were watching uh Mariah, he said if Cass is an angel, how come he loves Jack but Jack can't feel anything because he doesn't have a soul? So that makes Cass pretty human, right? If he can feel all these emotions. Well, at first, Cass didn't really feel anything. He was very much that stoic soldier of heaven. But he learned emotions, basically. Yeah. He has them full-fledged now. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. They should should, that should be the end of it. He should be a human. <laughs> okay, so wait, I'll, wait, I have this is not I'm not gonna claim credit for this idea, and I do not remember where I got this idea, but uh it was probably from some meta somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have an alternative solution to Cass finally being happy and going to the empty, which is like in line with the mirrors and parallels and circular storytelling and whatever that they the show loves to do. What if Cass does go to the empty? But Dean rescues him, brings him back, because it's basically like a reverse of um, Cass rescuing Dean from hell. <gasps> and that's the and oh, that was the beginning hey. of their story. And Dean rescuing Cass from the empty is, is the beginning of the end of their story, I guess. Oh, I would love God. that. Right? I, got, I got chills. <laughs> I love oh it. my right? God. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's probably not, definitely not going to happen. But I mean, somebody needs to write that fake if it doesn't happen. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Really. So wow. something that I yeah. want, something I want tied up. Do you guys remember that they have reapers watching them in shifts? <laughs> yeah, because they screw everything up all the time. <laughs> yeah, at first it was just Jessica, and then in nihilism. Uh, Right when they're the monsters are trying to get in and they have Michael in the handcuffs, Sam's like, Jessica, and 
another Violet shows up. She's like, yeah, they have us on shifts. Now. They have us doing shifts now because you fuck everything up so much. And so I'm just, are they still watching? Because at that point she couldn't do anything to save them from the monsters, but she stopped and she listened and death. I'm assuming it was death. Just clicked them back to the bunk to the bunker. So death has been interfering. She has Reapers watching. She's in the empty with Jack. I need all this to come together and be some big fucking yeah. Billy was the badass all along. Always sticking her side where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I forgot about the Reapers and I was re-watching it. <laughs> and I, got to, I, got through season, I got to episode 10 and I was like, holy shit, they still have Reapers watching them. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm I excited know to see um, what Billy does, yeah. like what her role in all of yeah. this is going to be. Yeah. I need to know what the deal with Dark Kaya is. Yes. Yeah, really? And if they don't tie that up, I will be pissed. Yeah. Because she told Jean, she told Dean she was going to kill him if she didn't get her spear back. Well, Michael snapped up. It's broke. Half, so. Yeah, it's broke. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And she mm. never came back after that happened. Like, mm. I wanted her to come back for her spear and fuck some shit up. I thought right. she was going to come back at the end of the season. Yeah. We need to find, I, there's so much stuff that we need to find out. Like, she, why was she trying to kill Claire? Yeah, exactly. What is her exact relationship with Kaya from our world? Because she said some shit about like she's me and I'm her. I don't know, like something that didn't. She said what 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 I was to her, she was to me. And I, the way I understood it is they're both um, dream walkers. Is that what the term is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both that thing. And then when they would go to sleep, they would see the other person's world. Yeah, so why, like so why would she be trying Kaya. to kill Claire? Like maybe that's there's a, another Claire. I yeah. I feel like there's a lot we need to know and we're never gonna exactly. we, we would and, have and, you found know, out. If we had wayward scissors. <gasps> God damn it. That's the only yeah. way we would ever find out, I'm sure. Cause th- there's really just not enough episodes left for us to find out about all of that. Someday I want Bobo to like do a Q and A or, or or an interview or something, and just tell us like all the stuff he had planned for Wayward. Of course, it would just make us more sad. But yeah, yeah. I just wish they oh. would change their minds. Oh, no. I just keep holding out hope that maybe, just maybe, they'll change their minds. But I know they're not. But Catherine's like a big movie star now. I don't know if she would come yeah. back and do it. Yes. Well, um, overall, go ahead. Wait, was, I have another thing. What the hell is going on with heaven? Yeah. Right. Right. Is That's it fixed now? Thing. Like, fixed? did those did those angels that Jack made help? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if did we only see the hell gate being open, or did everything open? You know, we'll probably figure that out. Mm -hmm. Hopefully once they start, like, usually it's around, um, like, San Diego Comic-Con that they start talking about stuff that's going to happen next season. So hopefully they'll, yeah, because was it just ghosts and, like, souls from hell that he brought back? I don't know. Because a lot of people... A lot of people seem to think that anything in hell, so like demons, should come back. I mean, it was a hell gate. That when they opened the hell gate in, yeah. But I mean, what season two? John came out and demons. Yeah, and demons, but we didn't see any black smoke, did we? No, I didn't see any. No, there wasn't any black smoke. Think. Well. Maybe the souls just got like the demons are too scared to come up because Sam told them to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) That's just Sam is accidentally the king of hell now. Yeah. There will be no new king of hell. Fuck off. Sam Winchester is the king of hell. 
And I was basically, there are only 20 episodes left to figure out all this shit. One of my favorite things to come out of this season is that Nick's vessel is fucked all the way up. And surely, surely he will not be coming back. No, I feel like we have have thought that before. I know. Yeah, I wouldn't get my hopes up at all. God damn it. I feel like it's just our punishment. I don't know why, but for some reason we have to be punished with his presence. Why? Why would we waste any bit of runtime for the next 20 episodes on Nick? Or Lucifer. Nickifer. Or, I mean, Lucifer's fine. As long as Lucifer is inside Sam. I can deal with it. Ayo. Eh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good season. Yeah. Started off pretty slow. Ended up. I had my doubts good. in the beginning. It was a little rocky. Yeah. I remember. I nailed the end in that. Mm-hmm. I do remember watching the first few episodes and being like, um, guys, what's happening here? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it was like halfway through the season, and we're like, where are we going with this? It just took too long to get into the story. Yeah, they stuck that landing for sure. <laughs> Man, they, whoa, they really did. <laughs> okay. Um, is that all y'all got to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have an unpopular opinion that I found. Okay. Okay. Someone said, I wasn't a big fan of Chuck slash God and Supernatural until this last episode. Couldn't understand the hype around this character, actually, even though I very much love Rob Benedict, but now I love him even more. Uh. I mean, I've loved him the whole time, but I do like the fact that he's playing a big role in what's going to happen because he's God. He should yeah. be playing a big role. Agreed. I mean, I he either shouldn't have showed up or he should be the damn. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand the notion that someone could not like Chuck. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I fell in love with Chuck. He's hilarious. Like, I am the prophet Chuck. That's that's my shit. <laughs> they not watch Don't Call Me Shirley because that episode is amazing. That's one of my favorite episodes ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is the episode where, I mean, I liked Chuck before, but that was the episode that really kind of, I don't know, all of the scenes with Metatron and him singing and I don't, how could you not like that? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. the same reason some people don't like Charlie. Who? <gasps> yeah, that's a that's an like opinion. Charlie? That's a thing. They that a thing. feel like it's pandering. Yeah. I know somebody, a friend of mine. Probably who, not people we would be friends with. No, uh, no. Oh, okay. I, listen, somebody who's a friend of mine who writes extensively about the show and I respect her opinions very much in all matters um, is not a fan of Charlie. <laughs> what? No, I know. I know. But she, she's very aware that um, she's out of step with most people. But I think her, <laughs> her thing is that like, she's too. Um, yeah. That it's pandering that she's like the perfect, like lesbian nerd girl, you know, but I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole point. That's why we love The her. point. <laughs> yes. Jeez. It's so much better than when they tried to bring another nerd character who was Becky Rosen. Mm. And that was just like a slap in the face to fans of the show. Yeah, that was not good. Becky was so creepy. <sighs> exactly. That's how the writers apparently viewed us as fans. Yeah. At that point in time, I think at that point in time, I think maybe that it was a particular subset of fans. That's what I'm choosing to believe. They were pointing the finger at a particular group of fans and not all fans, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, not us. I'll go with (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, but I think that's all I got to say. Yeah, me too. 
That's all I got to say about that. And that's that about sorry. that. I'm sorry. Now all we right, only yeah. have to wait like five months, six months. How long is it? Oh my god. It's, it's usually October, right? October, yeah, the beginning of October usually. We'll make it. It's gonna be It'll rough. Be okay. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. Yeah. Just do some rewatches. Should be alright. Yeah. Just glad they're, that they're um, they're giving us lots of content right now. Yeah. Like Jared and his fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Bless. All right. Um. That's it for today. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That'd be cool of you. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at fangirlandpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 828-619-1155. Or if you're outside the U.S., you can simply email us a voice recording. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at fangirlandpod. We'll be back next week to celebrate one year of fangirling. Until next time, have a great week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.